you had one job and we get that. That is jazz, mate. That is the music of the intellectual. Do you know what the best thing about that is? I know you hate it. And that plinky plonk cost me nine quid and that was the best nine quid I have ever spent. It's just intellectual masturbation more like. Anyhow, welcome to a job well done podcast, how to improve the daily grind. If you want to do your job well or get your team, organisation or colleagues feeling more engaged and putting a top class performance at work, then listen on. Yeah, and it's more than, sorry, there's more to it than just you because uh, we're a couple of old blokes and we just get really frustrated by poor organisation and poor customer service. So the other day I was um, phoning my insurance company and I was sat there for 30 minutes and then this bright voice came come on and said, oh, your call is important to us, please hold on. And I thought, clearly my call isn't important to you otherwise I wasn't really sat here for 30 minutes. So we also have a uh, desire to improve the way some organisations work. Because some organisations, they really couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. And um, we just want to help you enjoy your work and be as successful as you can be in your working life. And it's not just call centres. This is for anyone doing work in offices, shops, factories, whether you're leading teams, running your own business, or just want to improve your working life. Do you know, we spend 90,000 hours of our lives, a third of our lives at work. So why not make it as enjoyable as successful as possible is it that much Ninety thousand hours and there's that book isn't there uh, what's it called outliers by malcolm gladwell and he says that there is some debate about it but he says that to do something really well you need ten thousand hours worth of practice so if you spent ninety thousand hours at work then by the end of it you as an individual should be really good at it and you'd hope that every individual in the business was good at it the whole business would be good yet that doesn't seem to be the case does it in fact quite often i am sadly disappointed by organizations so that's our challenge is to help you and your organizations become masterful at something the podcast will be packed with hints and tips ideas hopefully it'll be entertaining and some entertaining and thought-provoking stories otherwise known as case studies, but it'll be light-hearted and practical. And between us, Jimmy and I, we have got over 70 years of experience. So as they say, there's no point in getting old if you don't get wise. Yeah, and as I heard the other day, I went to see uh, Mickey Flanagan, and he said, at our age, we are young elderly. Yes, yeah, I right? only heard the first bit of that, young. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're kidding yourself. It's like the last of the summer wine meets a business podcast. I like to think of it more like Diary of a CEO meets Peter K. Yeah, steady on. Let's not overreach ourselves. Um, the other thing that I should point out is that we are sitting here surrounded by wires and computers and we have no idea what we're doing technically. So you'll have to bear with us if we have the odd glitch. I apologise for that. You did press record, didn't you? Oh, I do hope so. Anyhow, who are we and why should you listen to us? Well, let me introduce James. He is the brains of the uh, outfit. He's done everything from shelling peas, making Mars bars, lending money to sending them around the bailiffs. Anyway, more importantly, he is a best-selling author. His book, Manage My Morons, is available now, and it's topping some of the bestseller lists. Um, but he's also one of the best problem solvers around, and he tells a great story. So you'll hear lots of, um, lots of interesting facts. He's always worth listening to. And also we have Jimmy, as you can tell. Uh, Jimmy is from North London, but we won't hold that against him. He left school after fluffing his A-levels and he went and worked in a bookies in North London somewhere. Where was it you said you started working? 
was uh, in Kilburn, northwest London. Yeah, lovely. And you know what they say, you can take the boy out of North London, but you can't take North London out of the boy. But anyway, despite that, and rather surprisingly, after that inauspicious start, he actually ended up as the chief operating officer of somewhere really quite important. He was also my boss for five years. So there you go. There's proof that there's hope for us all. Anyway, we thought we'd just start with a little teaser for our first episode. So the first thing we're going to talk about is purpose. Now, the reason that I'd like to talk about purpose is um, it's really important. Two reasons for that. First of all, it obviously gives your work direction and gives you a, a, well, a reason to get out of bed. But secondly, it acts as a, a design standard for everything that you do. So what is the purpose of your organisation and are you fulfilling that? So let me give you a couple of stories about purpose. So one of these stories you will no doubt have heard before. Apparently in 1962, John F. Kennedy went and he was giving his first tour around NASA. And whilst he was walking around, he saw a bloke standing there in the corner and he introduced himself and he said to the guy, you know, I'm John F. Kennedy, I'm the president. Uh, What do you do here? And the bloke looked at him and said, oh, well, I'm busy trying to help put a man on the moon. And apparently that was the janitor. And you just think about that. That's a really powerful story, isn't it? If you could get everybody, even the janitors, focused on putting a man on the moon or whatever it is that's important to your organisation, then things would work a lot more smoothly. It's not always that great, though. My daughter, bless her, is currently at the University of Birmingham and she wanted to know if she'd done in one of her exams. So she has to see a past paper because a good way to learn is to look and see where you've gone wrong and learn from it. And they wouldn't give her that paper. And the reason they couldn't give it to her past paper is a little bit beyond me. They didn't say anything coherent, and I can't help but think that the reason they didn't give it to her was it just made work for them, and they were more interested in making it easy for the examiners to set papers than to educate my daughter. So the question is, for the university, what's their purpose? Are they there to educate people, or are they there to make or give lecturers an easy time? So there you go, purpose. We'll talk about that a wee bit more next week. That will be an interesting subject for us to uh, explore. And each week we can bring you another interesting topic to go through where we'll share some of our views, some hints, some tips, some ideas and some case studies to help you improve both your performance and your enjoyment of work. We'll also be taking questions. So if you've got any questions on purpose or any other work-related subjects, then feel free to send them in to jimmy at ajobdonewell.com. That's jimmy at ajobdonewell.com. Yeah, that's right. Send all your questions to jimmy at ajobdonewell.com because you get more sense out of him than me. Um, anyway, with a bit of luck, we will uh, speak to you next week. Uh, look forward to it, and I hope you enjoy A Job Done Well, our podcast. And finally, we're going to end with some world-class jazz just for my mate.